0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Desktoprods.com movies and television podcast. As always, I'm dead. i today we have Caveman. Hi. Uh, Caveman's feeling grumpy.
1: Yeah, no, that that pretty much sums it up pretty There's well. be old grumpers. I'm looking for a grumpy emote right now.
0: Why? Listen to me. I already know you're grumpy.
1: <laughs> because then you get to know. I already know. I just emote. said you
0: were. Jesus.
1: Oh, there's no emote called Grumpy.
0: Yeah, so th- this sad. is Caveman, who over the course of the year has turned into a 17 year old girl. <laughs> Can only communicate through emojis.
1: <laughs> uh, that would be depressing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, yeah, we're here, we're back, we're talking about movies and shit, and, in this episode at least, not talk about horrible, horrible sex crimes.
1: No, that's for the next video games podcast. (laughs) (sighs) I never make you chuckle that hard when I'm happy. <laughs> it's only when I'm depressed and cynical do you chuckle that hard.
0: Schadenfreude, my friend.
1: <laughs> Anywho. Did you see Star Wars? I have not seen Star Wars yet,
0: no. Um, okay,
1: so the first podcast
0: back, we can talk about Star Wars.
1: I really talking talk about Star Wars. I'm sorry, I've been shuffled between states from wedding to wedding for the past month I haven't had a chance
0: (laughs) I saw it Star Wars it's yeah
1: that's what I've heard (laughs)
0: until you see it I can't fucking get any deeper than
1: that sorry we're planning on going to see it this weekend so
0: okay well in that case what have you been watching then caveman
1: Uh, to start with, um, uh, lots and lots of nature documentaries. That's been my thing for, (laughs) that's been my thing for, like, the past month. Because animals are just animals. They don't hate, well, some of them hate, but there's no, like, complex political struggles. There's no racists raping people at random. Just animals being animals. And that is worlds more pleasant than the news. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'm currently mad at Netflix because it doesn't have a like you just finished this cue. And I finished like sixteen nature documentaries. And I'm not talking about like single like like one hour documentary. I'm talking about like series. Okay. Like 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 minimum of four episodes um one of them that I'm currently working on is uh planet Earth two I've never seen Planet Earth one, but if the sequel is uh anything compared to the original, then I wanna watch the original.
0: What do they do in a sequel to the planet
1: um talk more about it my guess- as best guess because I didn't see the original um <laughs>
0: Like, like the last thing. Like, if you do like a nature documentary, like, "Hey, this is the planet," and then the second one, "Yo, that planet, dog, it's still here."
1: Uh, there's another one called Lands of the Monsoon, where I learned about how monsoons are. Like, like these are really interesting. I just I can't talk about them very well because a, I'm grumpy, and b, they're nature documentaries. Yeah, there there's is no- like three kinds of people who are interested in them, and I'm one of them.
0: Yeah, and there are only so many kinds of ways you can fucking... Only so many kind of ways you can have somebody with a fancy voice talk about penguins.
1: I refuse to watch any of the penguin ones. <clears throat> okay, then. Penguins are overexposed. <laughs> they need less attention, if anything. <clears throat> um, but, yeah... In all honesty, if you're interested in nature documentaries and you don't go on Netflix, you're in the wrong place. Because I watched one nature documentary and then Netflix was like, fuck, we got one! And (laughs) just started spamming me with nature Finally, Finally, has spent
0: so much goddamn money on these things.
1: Finally, some idiot wanted to watch this. He watched Weird Wilderness. Let's give him like a bajillion more. Here you go, motherfucker. Here's nine hours of content
0: about meerkats.
1: I haven't found that one yet, but I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one solid hour of content about meerkats in one of them, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Just one day, just like, hey, based on your interest in this, then 19 documentaries about different ways meerkats fuck.
1: <laughs> that is completely possible, actually. All of them um, with a soundtrack
0: by the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs>
1: Uh oh, my mood has been brightened slightly <laughs> um, The next thing I want to talk about is a show about Father Brown, the PC priest in the 1950s. Okay. All right so this is very obviously an, a modern show because it's about a it's set in the 1950s and it's about a priest who just accepts anything and everything. Like, hey, uh, there's this cult that worships mysterious sun spirits up on the hill. Well, let's go and have an open mind about it. Of course, later he's like, you're a fucking charlatan! You went crazy in the hospital! Here's my proof! (laughs) And he makes the man break down after he committed, like, two murders. I think if the guy hadn't murdered anybody, Brown wouldn't have cared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead serious. Because it's like, like... He's okay with gay people, uh, all kinds of religions. It's just it's just crimes that he doesn't like. Yeah, it's just crime. And I love that. That's how I think a priest should be. But freaking Christ, this is not how a Catholic priest would have acted in the 1950s. He lets murderers... The, my, the thing I like most about him, and also the thing that is just most baffling, is he lets murderers walk free. <laughs> Why would the they time. repent? Yeah. If they repented, their murder was just or, or like, well, in his eyes just then he'll let them go. Like uh there's this one girl who is adopted by a family and the father comes out and says, "I only adopted you so that I could shape you as you grew up and then force you to be in my bed." What the fuck? Yeah. So the girl kills him. And then she tries to save his life, because she read about it in a book. um, And, like, Father Brown's like, I forgive you. Like, y- you go. Be free. Like, go free, my child. <laughs> uh, it is a weirdly frustrating show, though. Sounds like because it. Because all of the inspectors are scum of the earth. <laughs> okay. Like... The first inspector treats Brown like he's a criminal, but never actually threatens him with uh, criminal charges, just because he doesn't like the fact that Brown steps in and solves his cases. The second inspector regularly threatens Brown and his people with criminal charges, just because he doesn't like the people Father Brown hangs out with. Okay. And the the third inspector disrespects Brown at every turn. Now, all of these people have Brown to thank for their jobs because he often solves murders that they otherwise either wouldn't have or would have gotten the wrong person for. And they all treat him like he's trash.
0: Well, naturally, I mean, it's... It's every story about a fucking not-cop-solving-cop shit.
1: Except... Like, usually they won't be monsters to the person. Even in Psych, Lassiter was nice at least once or twice to, um... Oh, fuck, what was his name? Sean Spencer. Was at least nice to Sean. At least once or twice. He'd be like, well, thanks, Spencer. Now get out of here before I arrest you. This is get out of here before I arrest you. Every fucking time. And I hate them so much for it, (laughs) especially because he is a pillar of the community. This is a time when Catholicism was accepted and like common in England. Like people were turning to the church in droves. People are also turning away in droves. But this is after the great war. The second one. People were looking for anything to help them feel better. So why the fuck are the inspectors not treating him like the holy man he is? Because the cops ain't there to make you feel better. The cops can suck my dick in this. Seriously. <laughs> like, we get one cop who's who actually is nice to the father. One. And you want to know what happens? He's a murderer! <laughs> 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 <clears throat> <clears throat> <sighs> it's so infuriating to me. I, I I enjoy the show though, but it's it's one of those shows where I like mainlined the first like two seasons and was like time to p- take a break. Then I came back and mainlined the next two seasons and I was like all right, I'm taking a longer break this time because I'm really mad. <laughs> So I went back and watched the original CSI. Oh, wow. The first one. It wasn't as good as I remembered. Like, the characters were a lot more one-dimensional, committed far more crimes, and overall were given, like, baby murders to solve. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, really low-key murders or murders of babies?
1: Like, low-key murders. Like there's one where there's this crazy looking woman who claims to be this kid's mom, and her child's disappeared. I wonder what happened to the kid. Do they and, ever find like, out what happened to the kid,
0: or do they just like yeah? Eh, no, they fuck found,
1: it. they found the body eventually. But I'm just like, get yeah, it. Just it's just, it's it... force her to tell you, make her have a psychological. You're obviously not real cops. Make her tell you where the body is. Can we we could be done with this in ten minutes. I would just be way more into
0: that show if it was like, if it was just, if it was just like, it's like, hey, where's the boy? Where, hey, where's where's your fucking nephew or whatever? And then just and just cut to end of episode. Nobody knows. Nobody has an idea where it is, and nobody cares. They just move on to the next case.
1: Yeah, that would have been better. <laughs> that, then,
0: like three seasons later, they find a dead body of a small child. Turns out it's the kid they never found. It's like, oh, that's where he went.
1: Yeah. No. Eh... Uh... I can see why it spawned like such a huge franchise and an entire genre of TV show now, but it was not a very good starting point.
0: Well, everybody, ever, most things have like baby steps, baby step stumbles when they're first starting out for a fucking genre.
1: Mm, baby murders, yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe that's why <laughs> they were all baby murders. <laughs>
1: I hated the characters, too. I was just like, wow. You're all wooden. Like, like, every actor was wooden. I was just like, what? Really? This is what I... Th- I watched this. I watched this religiously. Wow, I had terrible taste.
0: To be fair, I feel like... I feel like, um... Wooden... Is better than the just fucking abhorrent, terrible people that we get in fucking later to kind of series like this.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh, there's another documentary that I wanted to mention. Of course, there is. Um, this one actually, this one includes meerkats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> you you were the one who gave me permission. It's penguins or meerkats. That's what it always is. <laughs> um, thankfully, it wasn't much of um. Like there wasn't a ton about the uh, meerkats, um, but it was Animal House, not the movie, which I love. Okay, but I'm just gonna say like I don't know like
0: it's like and here we see the John Belushi in his natural habitat.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I and then just Bluto pops track. out
0: of and then Pluto, like pops out I of wanted, a fucking dune with fucking bunch of meerkats.
1: I want to start doing a riff track like series where it's like. The Nature Channel riff tracks, where we just, like, <laughs> like do... And here we see the native Moana, sailing across the sea, not knowing why she is making this journey, but feeling compelled to the entire way. I feel like that'd be fun. I, at least for, like, I think that'd be funny for two movies, and the people get bored with it.
0: I feel like it'd be funnier as a YouTube video, not an actual, like, track.
1: Eh, maybe. Um, like you,
0: you need to do some editing
1: on that. Yeah, but that's really all the TV I've watched, and I've only watched one movie. But it is one that I rate so highly. Uh, It's Coco. Okay, that's the new Pixar movie. I went to see that instead of Star Wars because my fiance was with me, and she was like, "Coco," and I was like, "All right, whatever." (sighs) Yo, fucking guitars, dog! Fuck that! Fuck the Force! It was beautiful. It didn't make me cry, but I was literally on the verge of tears at several points throughout that movie. And it earned that emotion. It wasn't, hey, let's just kill some kids so that you'll feel bad about it. (laughs) Baby murders. (laughs) No. And, like, the death, there was one death, and it happened off screen. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um. But it like it like normally I'm like at least let us see it. I, I didn't care about it this time. I didn't care about not seeing the death this time. I was okay with it.
0: Show me the body, damn it! I need to feel this.
1: Nobody, no cry. Anyway, um, uh, the basic idea of Coco is it is a spirit quest. Uh, the kid steals the guitar. We've all seen that trailer, and winds up trapped in the spirit world. And the conflict comes from the fact that he has to get permission from his family to go back.
0: We should also he say, wants to be... We should also say what? that Coco pulls heavily from the iconography and mythology of the Dia de los Muertos.
1: Yes. It. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. And it's a great... I think it's a great cultural piece. Um, It's better than the last Dia de los Muertos movie that we had. The Book of Life, the one with Channing Tatum, and and I liked The Book of Life, so take that as you will. Um, I still like The Book of Life. Well, like, seriously, like, that's the one it, with Channing Tatum, Tatum, right? I think so, but this one has Gabriel Iglesias in it, so <laughs> <laughs> it gets points. Um, sure, but but no, the the boy wants to be a musician. It's why he's stealing the guitar. And his family doesn't like musicians. So in order to get back, he has to get permission from his family to, you know, go back. And his grandmother says, You can go back if you stop being a musician. And he's like, Sure. And he does the stupid kid thing where it's like, Alright, I'm gonna immediately break my promise. Yeah. Um, so he's trapped back in the underworld, and it then becomes the I'm gonna spoil this because it's such an obvious like double twist. And they give it to you right in the beginning of the movie. Um, there's a famous guitarist that he worships. Uh, uh, as far as he's concerned, like, due to fa- various things, uh, it becomes revealed that this famous musician is his gra- great-grandfather, I think. I think it's great. Yeah, that was in the great trailer. Yeah. De La Cruz.
0: Yeah, and, like, the guitar he so, steals is his guitar.
1: Yeah. So, he has to go on this quest to get De La Cruz's permission. And there's all kinds of twists and turns. And there's actually a twist that I saw coming that I was like, I'll give you props. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good twist. So, like, I love the movie. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, like, literally, in every scene, the, the animators put so much work into this movie. If you don't if you don't like cultural pieces but you like good animation go see this movie because you will at least walk out in the middle because <laughs> it is such a beautiful film the flower petals everywhere the lights the colors it's so good so good and the final the ultimate message I'm like 50/50 with
0: is it being a musician isn't that big of a deal so stop fucking bitching about it?
1: No, kind of <gasps> the final message is your family is important but your family should support you. Like you should like the like family is the most important thing but family should support you in what you're trying to do. Because one of the big things is they didn't like musicians because the father left just in general. Because he wanted He left to be a musician
0: well, I was gonna say Like it's, like he didn't didn't leave it To be a musician He just left one day
1: Yeah And they became Shoemakers Because they're boring
0: Well they need to Put that proficiency In cobbler's tools To be used somehow
1: <laughs> uh, At least they don't have precision, Proficiency in glass blowing That is never getting used Hey, you can make some very nice things out of that. Yeah. I'd need, like, a week in a stationary position.
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't have to keep moving to do fucking, we play D&D, dude.
1: Except we keep getting sent on quests to other cities. You could say no. I'm never going to say no to experience and gold. <laughs> especially when we get so little of it. <laughs>
0: You guys are level six. It's fine.
1: We've been playing for like a year.
0: Yeah, for two hours a week.
1: Yeah, that's the part I hate the most. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway, that's what I've been watching.
0: All right, then. So outside of Stair Wars, I've only really spent significant time on two things. So first up is I watched all of The Blacklist. (coughs) Uh, This is a a show that I've tried to keep up with a couple times and then just kind of fell off. Uh, Now I am back in it, caught up, ready to get going for the new shit. (coughs) This show's weird.
1: That was so pleasant in my eardrum.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I guess for those who don't know, The Blacklist is... The Blacklist could essentially be renamed to James Spader and his buddies. Because that's what this is. This show is a vehicle for James Spader to be James Spader in a fancy suit. While people around him have stories happen. Uh, young rookie FBI profiler uh, gets called in because Raymond Reddington, a.k.a. James Spader, but for crime. He turns himself in to the FBI and says, "I only talk to this fucking new person." Uh, then it gets, then it gets revealed that he has a list of people, a list of criminals, horrible criminals that the FBI has never even heard of, and he will only help. And he will help them. He will help this special task force of people take that take these criminals down, but only if he works directly with this young FBI profiler. And then the series happens, and it just goes places. Sometimes like the show itself is basically what if the FBI hunted supervillains? Cause a lot of them are just that they're just fucking supervillains. Like there's a dude who called like, it the courier who kidnapped or like something like that. He like kidnaps people and puts them in fucking like some, some kind of thing where like a dude like kidnaps people and fucking like buries them. As insurance for like delivering packages or whatever, and he puts the packages inside his own body because he doesn't feel pain and because of that he's immune to knife wounds.
1: That's not how that works.
0: Yeah, or there's like a or there was like a insurance salesman who had something fucked up to happen to him where he didn't have like a nose anymore, and so what he would do is he would go around to pe- people with like terminal illnesses who were going to die, and then say, "Hey, if you murdered this person for me." I will make sure your family is taken care of when you die. Nice. And those people That's go out and become, like, cool. fucking suicide assassins. Or there's a dude who can, like, who like will kidnap people off of, like, dating websites in order to fake the deaths <laughs> of criminals <clears throat> by taking the people who meets to these dating sites and altering their DNA to match the people that he's pretending to kill.
1: Okay, What?
0: Yeah, because of science. Science don't work like that. It do now, It do now, bitch. And yeah, and this whole fucking thing is just, it's just these fucking task force going out there catching these fuckers while James Spader sits around telling a story about some dude he knew in fourth grade who once made out with a girl who had fucked up braces or something. And then meanwhile, our fucking rookie FBI profiler, Elizabeth Keene, she is beginning to fig- beginning to learn that, oh god, everything in my life is a fucking lie. The guy I've been married to for the last like five years is actually a fucking secret agent who's planted here to fucking get to know me or whatever.
1: I need to watch this.
0: Yeah, and then it just goes from there. And at a certain point, like in in one of the um I think I think the middle of season four or something, we get potentially the best line ever written for a character to go out on. Okay. So, for context, there was a group. There's a secret organization in this show called the Cabal. It was made up of the most powerful people in the in like various places, in various governments, in various countries and stuff. And they were all working together to make the world go in the direction they wanted. Uh, th- this was Standard exposed, Yeah, this was exposed by Red and the Task Force, or uh, using a secret. Using a super secret fucking data chip or whatever called the Fulcrum that was inside of a stuffed rabbit that Keen owned as a baby. What? That could only be read by putting it onto a special fucking like cryptogram fucking machine that also doubled as a projector. That I then want That then know. shot out like that then shot out like fucking Subliminal ass looking fucking imagery that was somehow decoded and disseminated out to various fucking news organizations around the world.
1: I want to know how they did that. <laughs> like, I want to know why, too. Like, why put it in her bear? Why is she so important?
0: And so all of this fucking happened. And most of the people in the Cabal got taken down, but a few managed to survive and are still, like, out there doing Cabal shit. And one of them is, I believe, the current head of the Justice Department. Oh, lovely! And so, and so uh, she was, and so she was a she. She murdered somebody. She murdered a person who was relatively high in the government, who was also a friend of the task force. Uh, because she, because that person was getting too close to fucking the truth or whatever. So she, so she got fucking got. And everybody knew it was her, but nobody could prove it. And so Donald Ressler, uh, one of our main guys in the task force, uh, he he used like a he, – he ended up finding that person's dead body and using it to leverage this fucking chief justice or whatever to give him his position back in the FBI because he lost it because he was a fucking idiot. So he got the badge back, and as he was walking away uh, while this person – uh, well, this bad fucking person was in the middle of talking, she says to him, you don't get to pee standing up in my house, Donald, and then dies. What? <coughs> yeah, essentially, just, essentially, like you don't get to like like, like just just saying like, hey, I, I'm the one who sets the rules here. And she's like, you don't get to pee, you don't get to pee standing up in my house, Donald. Then, she, then he like backhands her and she falls and smacks her head off the fucking kitchen counter and dies. Okay. And it was goddamn incredible. <laughs> she delivered that line with so much fucking. She delivered that line like an actual fucking line.
1: And the Is fact- anybody else getting? um Don't piss in a jar and tell me it's lemonade. Flashbacks. It's like that, but good. But like okay. not good,
0: but good. You know what I mean?
1: I'm not sure anymore.
0: I'm and like sure it's and it's you. like it's the fact that his name was Donald too. Just that—that that name is forever associated with cartoon characters for me, so I can never take anybody named Donald seriously. Also, just realized that you know, burn on president.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's great. You know he doesn't pee standing up. Oh yeah, too he hard can't. For him to aim.
0: <laughs> like he's not that fat, but it's fat enough. But but it's like it's so small that like he's fat enough to be a problem.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't care if uh, someone in the government does get mad at me. Fuck that asshole.
0: Yeah, also, what the fuck are they going to do?
1: Uh, Illegally arrest me.
0: Yeah, you're safe enough. No, Nobody cares about us enough to actually report you. Anyway, yeah, so she just fucking just hits her head, fucking dies. And... Throughout all of this, uh, the running a running theme for this for Keen, the character, has been who is my family? Because she doesn't know that uh, she was raised by an adoptive dad, and and uh, like she is, she has no memories of her childhood before age like five, I think.
1: So, like a normal person,
0: but no, it's it, no, it's not because because it's TV world. Everybody remembers everybody remembers every point of their life simultaneously
1: yeah even though scientists have proven that people can't remember before like four years old. <laughs> I
0: can't remember before a week ago but anyway yeah, yeah. so she guesses yeah, so she has Your like special a special she has like a burn scar on her hand because there was a fire at her house that supposedly fucking got whatever and so. And so throughout the course of the series, they do a really terrible job of convincing you that Red is not her father. Even though he literally says to her, I am not your dad.
1: Oh, wow, really? Yeah, she sort asks him, like, are you my father? They try to the rever- reverse Vadering."
0: Yeah. And it uh, fails that horribly. That
1: never works. That never works.
0: And then eventually they give up the ghost and go, yeah, he is, your- yeah, I am your dad. Okay. And that's like and that's like and that's like a season closer like a big fucking blah. next season beginning episode. He is the most red turns from like fucking suave criminal dude to the most dad motherfucker I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh tell me he uh, does the high hungry I'm dad joke. He doesn't do that,
0: but he does move into an apartment complex and starts hanging out with all of his neighbors. Like mm. like like he, like when like when we first see him, he is wearing like a fucking like dad baseball hat. A polo shirt and khakis to steal a to steal a vintage sports car.
1: Nice. So wait, they haven't stopped him from committing crimes?
0: Uh no, they, they just... no. Like the, the deal is the deal is that like he gives them names from the blacklist and they let him just kind of do what he does.
1: Oh uh, yeah, because the FBI would totally work that way.
0: Yeah, the idea the idea is that. Uh, because he is giving them such high profile targets that they've never even heard of that are fucking so fucking big dick awesome that if he were to lose his connection to the criminal world, then all the information he has would be useless.
1: Yeah, because the FBI would totally go with that.
0: Again, ever. it's it's a, it's basically a comic book. <laughs> it's This is basically a comic book, dude. Yeah, it's all fucking stupid. Everything's retarded.
1: Yeah, so I eventually... remember before when nobody can remember, and I have a burn wound on my hand, and this guy says he's not my dad, but honestly, if we looked at our genetic makeup close enough to each other, we'd look exactly the same. Uh, they don't. Why the fuck don't they?
0: Because they, like, seriously. Cause the, cause the actor and, because James Spader and this person aren't related.
1: Genetic makeup. Like, that would be the first thing. I'd... He said he wasn't my dad. So uh, let's just run a DNA test real quick. Yeah, first thing. First thing.
0: Yeah, they have other stuff going on.
1: Yeah, we'll just get the lab working on this while everyone else is doing, you know, important shit.
0: Yeah, they don't do that honest... till like season four. When a different person shows up and says, hi, I'm your dad.
1: oh hi dad I'm dad
0: <laughs> then they just collapsed it on themselves and form a single person
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so dumb <laughs> yeah quantum dad <laughs> caused by the uh, co- collapse of the dad joke yeah <laughs> oh my god now I now I have I have to like get this out. I want a, co- a like a like little short like comic where this gay couple is like just hanging out and is like remember honey never make a dad joke. And the the gay guy's like why can't I make dad jokes? You don't want to make dad jokes. Fine. Whatever. Hi dad, I'm dad. Wait. No, as they get consumed <laughs> by the um ever living shadows. <sighs> I think that'd be fun.
0: Anywho, yeah. So last season, so last season ish of the show is just, is just like Keen getting used to her, get used to this guy being her dad, and him rebuilding his criminal empire because the criminal empire was destroyed earlier in the season. And somewhere along the way, she had a kid. <coughs> what? Yeah, Keen had a kid with her husband, who was a secret agent, who was lying to her for years, and then whatever, blah blah, blah shit happened. I'm trying. I'm trying to condense fucking five years of TV into a couple minutes of conversation, dude.
1: What the what the what the what? Oh, yeah. hey, come on, we've got plenty of time. It's not like I actually talked for all that long.
0: <laughs> yeah, what you just said. You said you were gonna be working on.
1: I I am. I'm... I'm sick and tired and grumpy right now, so forgive me.
0: But yeah, so first season, she finds out that her husband is a spy. They split because of course they do. Uh, it is revealed that the spy who fell in love it was revealed that the spy who married her actually really for realies, did fall in love with her and begins working for her dad when she doesn't know that he's her dad to try to bring out a person who was trying to kill her dad and her by proxy.
1: Okay.
0: And then it turns into this whole fucking thing where, like, Tom, her husband, is, like, working for, like, four different people at once or something or, like, doing these, all these kind of different jobs. They eventually re- they eventually meet back up and start fucking again. At which point she gets pregnant. Of
1: course, it's Tuesday, right?
0: Yeah. At which point, she you know, she gets pregnant. <coughs> uh, which was a big fucking thing because at the start of the series, the two of them were about to adopt a kid. Oh. Yeah, that adoption fell through. Oh. Because her husband turned out to be a murderer. Oh. So yeah, they eventually, so, yeah, they have a kid. Then, while they're doing spy shit, they get married and try oh. to raise the kid. It goes as well as one would expect.
1: Oh. Yeah, for like a, for like a I'm while. Wa- there. I'm waiting for a moment that I can res- that I don't have to that I have to respond with something other than one of the awe sounds.
0: Yeah, like for a while there, things were actually going pretty all right for them. Like they had like a place They had like a place that was theirs. They were raising their kid. Everything was going fine. Then a suitcase full of bones got involved. Oh, uh? yeah they they couldn't have the they couldn't have the whole idea of like oh what's Liz's true past or whatever because they revealed all that. So they needed something new to fucking drag things along for a bit, and they brought out a suitcase full of bones oh. with her name on it. Ooh. So we still okay, don't know what have that they revealed means how that worked, no? Damn it. Yeah, we still we still don't know what the suitcase means at this point. But a different group of criminals began going after the suitcase, which got this which got this fucking family involved with the kid. And at the midseason season finale for this season, they got attacked in their apartment and got fucked up. Uh-huh. So they both were sent to the hospital, and it was a, it was like...
1: Tell me, tell me it wasn't baby murders.
0: It was not baby murders, it was regular murders.
1: Okay, good, yes, I, I because... Yes, because Tom think. got got. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, they're, sin- they're essentially doing again? the
0: scene of like, they're essentially doing like the forced tension scene of dragging them, of dragging the main character into like an operating theater, but not really to do like, you know, crash cart shit on them. But it was two of them happening at once in the same room.
1: Yeah, because that totally happens. So it's like, which one's going to live? Which one's going to die? Ooh. Then cut Bananas two. Bananas and pajamas. Yep.
0: Cut two. Ten months later. Elizabeth Keane wakes up from a coma that she was medically in, that was medically induced be, to reduce brain swelling she's been in she was in it for 10 months in that time tom died and that was the mid-season finale
1: wow wait did you say mid-season mid-season finale motherfucker the
0: show just picked up again recently and it started with Liz living in a cabin in like Alaska or something without her child but with a dog.
1: Okay.
0: Then throughout the course of the episode we get flashbacks as to like her getting out of the hospital, her what she eventually did with her kid. Like like 75% of this episode we I have no we have no fucking idea what happened to her kid. Just her kid was just gone. Uh eventually we eventually learned that she left the kid with the kid's grandma, Tom's mom, played by Famka Jensen. Because she was in this show for a hot minute that led to a spin off series that lasted a season. What? Yeah, the Blacklist had a spin off series. It's called the Blacklist Redemption. Oh.
1: And it was about Tom
0: and his mom being spies together.
1: Oh my head! (laughs) Like I said, five years of television. Why would you want to be a spy with your mom? That's like taking the coolest, coolest profession in the world, and then making it the least cool thing you could possibly do. What
0: are you saying about moms?
1: I'm saying moms aren't cool. They're moms.
0: What if your mom was also what if your mom was a spy before she had you?
1: Then, you know, she can be an awesome spy and my mom, but I'm not going to go be a spy with my mom because that's not cool.
0: Hey, you're not thinking about it interestingly enough.
1: No, cuz I'm thinking about my mother and what she would do if we were out spying together. Yes, your mother. And it would but be, not this it character's would be mother. Constant it would be constant, annoying levels of support. <laughs> you, you can do it, do it, honey. baby. Yeah. Go shoot that man in the head. Mom, I am sneaking. Oh, you call that sneaking? <laughs> you ain't even crouched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i to go through the fence like in Die Hard. <laughs> My mom would say that. It's like,
0: yeah, go spying with your mom. It'll be fun. Have some laughs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can see why that you, you can see why that show lasted for a season.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can.
0: I don't think I don't think that was like a full season. Like it was only like thirteen episodes.
1: I made some gumbo, baby. Do you want some, <laughs> Mom? I am assassinating. Seriously, I am taking government secrets. Stop it! <laughs> I'm breaking into this
0: goddamn vault, and they're monitoring my goddamn communications.
1: So you're saying you don't want gumbo. Yes, I want gumbo. Put a bowl on the side for me. I'll eat it when I get back. God, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) My mom has actually pulled the, oh, so you don't want gumbo on me before. (laughs) I'm dead serious. So anyway.
0: Yeah, so husband dead, baby with her kid with grandma. She's living in the woods because dot, dot, dot. Then a bunch of dudes show up trying to kill somebody. And she ends up murdering them by setting a number of them on fire. Because, you know, FBI training. And it seems like the thing going forward is that uh, she will become, like, based on based on the trailers I've seen for the rest of the season and other stuff like that, it seems like the whole arc for this season is her becoming more and more like a member of the Blacklist. Okay. As she just starts, she just, like, begins, like, a one-woman manhunt trying to hunt down all the people who killed her husband and do horrible things to their bodies. The show's fine. Mostly butt stuff. Uh, no, mostly chemical stuff. Butt stuff. A uh, butt may or may not be involved, but like the larger point is chemical. Butt stuff. Because again, she sets like three people on fire. Because <laughs> like... They're... Three different episodes of this show have been... Basically die hard, but with Elizabeth Keen instead of John McClane. There's like multiple episodes have been she finds herself in a location where a bunch of dudes have taken over the place. They are better armed than her, and she has to use her wits and her fucking ingenuity to try to try to outsmart them and eventually get the kill on the main on the main guy in some kind of fantastical way. It's happened three times. One of them was up against Ron Perlman, who had taken over a gulag or something. I don't know. This show is weird. This show has had, like, fucking 9,000 guest stars and potential spinoffs for, like, four different goddamn characters and all kinds of weird shit happening. I don't know. I don't really, I can't really say it's, a, I can't really say this is like any kind of like great television, but this is really good, mindless television. Like, like no, everybody in the show is trying, but they know what they're doing is insane. If that makes sense.
1: It does. No, that, that actually makes perfect sense to me. So,
0: And speaking of insane, let's talk about happy. Happy, happy happy, is amazing.
1: Okay, and Happy is?
0: Happy is a sci-fi channel series based off of a graphic novel by Grant Morrison.
1: <clears throat> Wait, it's a sci-fi series and it's good?
0: Yeah, a sci-fi channel series based off of a, like, I know this won't be much to you, but the, the important thing to me is based off a Grant Morrison book.
1: I've heard of Grant Morrison. I can't distinctly remember anything he's done off the top of my head, but I have heard of him.
0: He's done a bunch of shit, including drugs.
1: Okay, can you name one of the comic books he's done?
0: Uh, Justice League of America.
1: Any particular runs that uh, Uh, he?
0: uh, The two thousand JLA series.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, He also did it. He
0: also did the um, seminal run on Animal Man.
1: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard about. I haven't read that one, but I've heard that one was really good. Uh, he wrote
0: All Star Superman, Final Crisis. He was the lead writer I on Fifty Two. All Star Superman. Yeah, he was the lead writer on Fifty Two. Uh, the Invisibles. The mul- multiversity. Fifty
1: Two is in the part I lo- The one I love, right? Not the crap one.
0: Not new Fifty Two. Fifty Two, the weekly in real time DC series about the, about all their B list
1: characters. Yeah no I, I I yeah no I love him yeah no you've got me you've got me interested now yeah so, you've got me completely interested now so so
0: happy is about a disgraced cop turned mob hitman
1: okay this sounds like one of my Call of Cthulhu characters
0: who has to go on a who was like it was like going through New York on a quest to rescue a young girl who is his daughter. Who was kidnapped by a serial killer child abductor Santa Claus.
1: This sounds like a Call of Cthulhu game. (laughs) With the help
0: of of his daughter's imaginary friend, a flying blue pony named Happy.
1: I've seen commercials for this and I thought it looked stupid. They just kind of go
0: for it and it works in a really cool way.
1: Okay. Not going to change my mind on the fact that this sounds really stupid.
0: Yeah, so it stars Christopher Maloney of Law & Order SVU fame. But it's Christopher Maloney just kind of doing whatever. Like, we, st- the series starts with a shot of him in a bathroom, blowing his own brains out with a gun, and then having a dance party as his fucking brain is as his, like a bunch of blood is leaking out of his fucking blown off head. Like I said, this series just kind of goes. It is way more frenetic and and like fucking amped up, and everything is just fucking two eleven at almost all times. In a way that the book kind of wasn't. The book was a lot more straightforward, just kind of like this is what's happening. People said fuck a lot more. <coughs> Uh, In this series, I don't think anybody has said "fuck" yet. But if they did, they did the smart thing of just letting them say it and censoring it, which makes it funnier. Yeah. Like there's a point in there's a point in this where they're like walking across or like walking along, and they see some and and like the camera pans across two people fucking in a car. What? And instead of have instead of just like blurring it all out, they just put censored in the like the in like the title font across her boobs. That then then the censor bar bounces with her boobs
1: this is the world we live in and I it's love great it.
0: and yeah they've made uh, they made a uh, Christopher Maloney's uh, Nick Sachs his character more immortal than he was in the what comic f- because How can you make someone more immortal because like in the comic he did like he' did, like he did like comic book damage and like cartoon character damage not cartoon character like comic book character like more serious but more serious but about as impactful
1: okay so like an elevator could draw could drop out from underneath him and he'd survive it but it would be a- he'd be in real shit
0: yeah like there's a point in this where like he we're like uh he like rips an iv out of his own fucking arm or something and you actually sit like and, like his wrist just starts bleeding profusely like you like it would if you like cut your wrist or something <laughs> <coughs> uh-huh. And he just kind of ignores it and it gets better. <coughs> like like he like one of the things is that he like jumps out of like a third story window and lands on a car face first and is fine. Okay. He takes like ass loads of drugs, he gets like shot at and stabbed and shit, and this is like totally fine because like the shit beat out of him with like metal and like metal pipes and whatever and is fine. And he, like, is cognizant of his own semi-immortality. Like, there are a couple times he mentions, like, I'm pretty sure I can't die at this point. So, like, fuck it. Let's do this. Little column A, a little column B. Yeah, and it works. I, it all, this all fucking works. And, like, he is a, the action in this is really cool. It's very inventive and, well, not inventive. It is creative. They're they're not coming up like fucking ways kill shit. They're coming with interesting ways for this shit to happen. Like one of the things that like one of the things he does, like an early scene in, I think, episode two or three uh, when he decides to actually help happy. Uh, one of the things they need is guns and money to buy guns. Mm-hmm. So he goes to a he goes to a, like a gun dealer who he has worked with in the past who hates him because everybody hates him because Nick Sacks is a piece of shit and the show knows he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit even in the world of organized crime in New York City. <coughs> so yeah, he he goes to them and and he uses Happy to cheat. Happy just kind of goes around and tells them what cards they have. Tells them what tell them what cards everybody else has. So that he can then just fucking just run house and everybody. And nobody lets him leave. Like, like he's he's like, all right, I think I got enough money. I'm just take this and go. And he's like, no, fuck you, asshole. Everybody pulls up their guns. So he flips the table so that all the guns fly to him. What? The, the table the table is just like a piece of wood on top of like a spool or something. Uh-huh. And so he's sitting at one end. Everybody else kind of sitting close to the other end. They all put their guns out of the table. So that he like pushes down the table so that the table like end flies up and the guns on the table go flying in his direction. So he's able to disarm them and arm himself instantly. Ow. It's a car- dude. It's a cartoon. That's what this is. This is a comic book. This is not physics. It's also not. It's also not like he just fucking does that. Then all the guns fly into his one hand that he then is using to shoot four guns at once or whatever. It's like the guns slide down the table or like knock at the table towards him, so that he can grab them easier than they can grab them.
1: Okay, that's more believable. I was thinking like they tumbled through the air and he caught two guns. And then, like, Max Payne-style slow-mo gunned them all down or something. Oh, no, it's not that.
0: One of the the things that, like, he, one of the jokes is a big fat guy's coming towards him. So he's, like, trying to grab a gun. He's just, like, stumbling. And then ends up pulling out a fucking twenty two caliber. He's like, God damn it. And just, like, unloads the entire clip into the fat guy. And it seems to do nothing. And then he just falls over dead. Which, that's great. I fucking love that. It worked really well in the show. And the other plot kind of going on in this that involves other people is that um, the series kind of kicks off with Nick going to kill the sons of a mob family. Yeah, was hired to kill three of them. He kills three of them, but there's a fourth one there, their brother who was in Italy with the head of the family. And the head and the head of the family, when he was dying, gave this gave this kid. A password that would de encrypt a file that had a list of every known conspirator with the family, anybody who everybody who's on the family's payroll or whatever. Basically the ultimate blackmail file. And now and now that password is just with Nick Sachs. So everybody in the fucking family everybody in various families are coming after Nick trying to get this fucking file. Trying to get this password. And yeah, that's the that's the fucking plot. It is a, it is a fucking mob hitman trying to go rescue his daughter with the help of his imaginary fucking blue pony and the entire beat of organized crime in New York trying to kill this one person.
1: I want to ask if are we if we're sure he's not just, you know, dying and this is his fever dream as he dies?
0: As far as we're aware, as far as we know, no. Because like things are things happen, things happen like before like 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 uh like the, like the reason this whole thing is kind of happening is uh fucking his daughter gets kidnapped while going to a like big fancy like like a like a basically like a show like like a little like a little stage show of her favorite child of her favorite like fucking kid show. Nick doesn't. I don't think Nick knows he has a kid. So it's this. Ki- okay. So it's this girl being kidnapped, separate from what Nick's doing, and then her imaginary friend going and finding Nick. It could be. Fi- it could all be his fucking like hallucinations as he's fucking dying in the fucking back of an ambulance. But I don't think it is. At least I hope it isn't, because if it is, because th- if it is, then I'm gonna be fucking kind of pissed. Because I hate the it was all a dream ending. That's just fucking lazy. I don't remember I don't remember how it ends in the fucking comic, but cuz it's been a bit of a time since I've read Happy.
1: Well, that's a good thing. That means you'll actually get a chance to enjoy the show. Uh, I actually have to stop you for a second to make a small speech. Um I a couple of days ago trying to find out if any bot any of the inspectors of Father Brown were good. Wound up reading a, an article written by somebody about how Father Brown was a pile of shit, <laughs> and it all boiled down to I don't like the fact that they changed things from the book. Okay, that that like that was the bulk of like. He also had problems with how characters' personality types would change from moment to moment, which you know. Given my light-hearted background in psychology, my massive background in the studying of social behaviors, and, you know, just watching people, I have to say that those people act completely real to me. So, um, if you can't withdraw your love of the literature, or what a, what have you as the original source, from your enjoyment of whatever you're watching just don't fucking watch it (laughs) because I am sick to death of people being like this is such shit because it's not as good as the books seriously it, it makes me so mad when I'm like enjoying something and someone's like well it was like this in the book so it's not good
0: okay well there's a tv show that i repeatedly call an abortion and refuse to watch because it's based on a comic book i like and i haven't i've never watched
1: the show what's the show runaways oh yeah no i've heard like they like see there's a difference there there they've basically taken everything that was good with the comic book and said eh, this won't work at all and thrown it away there's a difference there what
0: a 10 year old character not- fuck that noise she used to be the same age as everybody else so she can fuck
1: yeah like that's a problem you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. like, yeah. Like, there is a difference there. Yeah. It's not a, well, this show is actually entertaining, but it's a piece of shit because it's not the thing. I don't have a problem with what you're doing because you said, it's not the thing I loved, so I'm not going to watch it. Not, I'm going to watch it and ruin it for everyone around me.
0: Well, I am actively campa- campaigning against that show existing.
1: Yes, but the person can always turn to you and say, "Well, you've never watched it, so how do you know?"
0: I've watched commercials and clips from it, and it looks like ju- and looks like a bunch of fucking subway fetuses. <laughs>
1: <coughs>
0: just like walking down, walking through New York City, just look under a fucking bench. Oh, look, a baby! No, wait, it's not fully formed yet.
1: Uh, it must be one of the Runaways. Fuck, fuck you.
0: <laughs> fuck you, man. is are goddamn incredible. My favorite fucking superhero team. Yeah, Happy. Happy's good. It is, I think, five episodes deep at time of recording. I think it's a twelve episode series or something like 10, 12 episodes. I think it's like a full season thing, which that's fine. That is fine. There, that is a very that is a very A to B to C story that I don't think would benefit from having a twenty two episode order. Yeah, check it out. Happy. It's on Sci Fi. It's one of the few good things on Sci Fi since they canceled Dark Matter.
1: Why'd they cancel dark matter?
0: Because numbers.
1: As in the TV show or
0: The TV show. Yeah, the TV okay. show's done. It last season was the last season was the last season. Anyway. That's what we we're watching then. Didn't watch much, I guess, over the break.
1: On the news. Oh, well, we were busy spending time with our families and friends.
0: <laughs> uh, uh.
1: And by that, I mean opening presents and playing video games.
0: <laughs> Anywho. On to news. First up. In 2020, there will be a rebooted version of Animaniacs.
1: Yeah, I've heard about that. I'm wary.
0: So, Steven Spielberg is returning as executive producer. Which is something. And the series will be on Hulu. It got a two-episode straight-to-series order on Hulu. Uh, And yeah, for for those who don't know Animaniacs is fucking... Get a better life.
1: Be older.
0: The internet exists. Go do what you do.
1: Be older.
0: (laughs) Yeah, go look up fucking adventures of the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot.
1: Because seriously... Watch them as
0: they run around the Warner movie lot.
1: The Animaniacs is possibly one of the greatest half hours of television that ever existed. And I damn near shit myself when I saw that it was all up for me to watch. I think on Hulu, the yeah. original Animaniacs. So
0: I found prints. No fingerprints. I ain't doing it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh! I love that show so much, oh, and it introduced a lot of classics. Um, Pinky and the Brain. Yep. Uh, Freakazoid. I'm pretty sure got its start on Animaniacs. Uh, it didn't
0: get its start on Animaniacs, but I but I do know that it spun off from that whole that camp. The producers and writers of Animaniacs, they went on to make Freakazoid because Steven Spielberg was just kind of down for whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so yeah, right, so yeah, here's what here's my idea: a nerd is exposed to the internet and becomes a troll,
1: but like good. See, that's my, my favorite thing about that show is that's what would happen if you were really exposed to the internet and you were a good person. Oh yeah, fucking <laughs> Freak is White was clearly you, ahead of its time. You would either become a just stream of memes or the most bucolic, hating like thing. <laughs> just all the negativity would just fuse with you and like you'd have negafreakazoid and freakazoid <laughs> and freakazoid would just be firing cat lasers while negafreakazoid would just be posting all of the hate comments
0: yeah just screaming something racist
1: I don't like people of your specific skin color or any skin color if I'm honest
0: well then it got nothing to do with me as he just all of a sudden turns into Kermit the Frog with a thing, thing of fucking tea I don't know. <laughs> Memes, they're stupid. But yeah, um, no word on anybody else in the original fucking thing coming back or what this really will be. It'll just be a rebooted version of fucking Animaniacs with Steven Spielberg executive producing. I guess we'll see what happens with that in 2020. Moving on to our next uh, news. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm just hesitant. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm wary. The Sci-Fi Channel has ordered to, has ordered a series uh, based on a book by George R. R. Martin. So, yeah, it's based on his novella Night Flyers. Night Flyers. Sorry about the pronunciation.
1: I'm a little shocked that HBO didn't lock down all of Martin's work.
0: Eh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they were too busy trying to talk the guys who made Martin's work out of making a series about, hey, what if the South won the Civil War? Because that's an idea they Did had. Did we
1: already talk about that? Uh, p- probably. I feel like we already talked about that misery. Either that or it's just... Like we've talked about so much stupid shit since I started working for you, that it's just all blurring together.
0: That's entirely possible. But yeah, so Nightflyers is about a group of, is about a group of fucking scientists and a telepath going into space trying to find aliens. It's sci-fi, at least. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the f- The book was, the book was, the book has previously been adapted into a filmed kind of thing uh, in nineteen ninety seven with a film. Nineteen eighty seven, sorry, there was a film. Then yeah, that's it. That's done. I don't know. Fucking, whatever. Like George R.R. Martin's writing? Do you like people adapting his writing? He's living for you. I bit my tongue.
1: There will probably be a fair bit of rape and murder.
0: Probably. Or maybe not. Maybe that was simply a medieval fantasy thing.
1: No, it's George R.R. Martin.
0: Like, I know there'll be murder, but I don't know about rape. Anywho, moving right along. Uh, so, DeWanda Wise, uh, known for her work on a Spike Lee Netflix series, uh, has joined the cast of Captain Marvel in a supporting role, the Marvel Studios film Captain Marvel. You know, the one starring Brie Larson? That one? That. No. Well, that's happening. A thing that's I forgot happening.
1: they were actually doing that.
0: Yeah, they are. It's a thing that is happening.
1: Did anybody ask for that?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people did because they want because they want more female movies. They want more they want more superhero oh, movies starring Cap- women.
1: Captain Marvel, Captain not Captain Marvel.
0: No, Captain Marvel. Sorry. Carol Danvers.
1: Okay. I always assume they're going to do the first one first.
0: No, nobody cares about the first one.
1: He's a character.
0: No, he isn't. And he's
1: one of the few who actually stayed dead.
0: Yeah, nobody cares about him. Nobody gives a fuck about fucking Marvel, the fucking Krieg asshole who came to Earth. People did until very recently care about Carol Danvers. Then Civil War Two happened.
1: If I've heard about that misfire.
0: Yeah. Uh, so no word on uh, who Wise will actually be playing in the movie. Uh, There has been speculation about who will be playing with the most, uh, with the most prominent, with the most uh, prominent kind of theory out there, uh, being she'll be playing Monica Rambeau, a character from the comics who has been known as who has gone who has gone under the superhero aliases Spectrum, Pulsar, Photon, and Captain Marvel. So yeah, that'll be happening. We'll be getting more information about that as we get closer to the movie's release next March. But yeah. Moving on to our next piece of news. According to Collider, Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, uh, is currently working with Fox, which I guess now is Disney, to develop a solo movie based on Kitty Shadow Shadowcat of the X-Men.
1: Well, she's one of my favorite X-Men, so... And hey, more female superhero movies. I'm all for that. Yeah. And she has a dragon. Yeah. Where the fuck did she get that dragon again? Space. Yeah, but which comic series was that in? X-Men. Which one? Yes. Yes. oh stop it stop making me laugh
0: (laughs) yeah so Miller is yes Tim Miller is setting up this project with 20th Century Fox which is now Disney so yeah I yeah Tim Miller is developing this for Fox slash Disney also kind of angling to maybe direct it yeah, I'd be down. I like Ellen Page well enough. Moving on. Uh, so legendary pick, Legendary Entertainment has just signed a deal with Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven from Stranger Things. Ah, for her to star a and also produce a film series based on a series of novels about Sherlock Holmes's sister.
1: The look of horror hasn't left my face yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say that's all a joke.
0: Nope, that is this is a holy real thing. Yep, a lady by the name of Nancy Springer, back in 2006, uh, started a series of novels called um, the Enola Holmes Mystery Series. Oh no. Which is six novels about Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes' younger sister Enola Holmes.
1: I hope it's better than it sounds. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, the thing that I'm kind of most interested in is the fact that uh, this 13
1: year old's producing a series of movies. Yeah, that's why I went, oh no. she's far too young for doing that. Like, Yes, there are age limits on certain things, and until I see a thirteen-year-old produce something amazing, I'm gonna be like, oh, oh no.
0: Yeah, and I. She is doing it. This this is all in this article from a. It's all in this article from um Variety, but she's doing it under her own production banner.
1: Okay. Did she make a lot from Stranger Things?
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Okay. Um, I'm even more concerned. Yeah, I... Especially because, like, I haven't heard about this female Holmes before.
0: Yeah, like like, like I said, it is a...
1: And I, I'm a, I'm a big reader, so I'd have thought I'd have heard something about a female Sherlock Holmes.
0: Well, technically, it's not a female Sherlock well, Holmes. Sherlock Holmes's sister. It's basically a female Sh- Sherlock Holmes, but it's not. Yeah, I I've never heard of this either. Which I guess doesn't really surprise me because it's a. It's essentially a very well produced. It's essentially like an officially produced fanfic. Yeah, like the idea, the pastiche. This pastiche series borrows characters and settings from the established canon of Sherlock Holmes, but I, I don't know. This is all very odd. I guess we'll see where this goes. Moving on. Variety is also reporting uh, that Marvel has officially hired a writer for their Black Widow standalone movie. I... Yeah, so the movie is so the person they hired is um, Jack Schaefer. She is the writer and director of the movie Timer, which is a movie that exists. I, I, I never heard. I've never heard of this movie before. You ever heard of Timer?
1: I'm looking it up on Netflix to see if it... Nope. (laughs) Let me look it up, see if I can find it. Because I might have watched it and just can't remember it.
0: Yeah, she also wrote an upcoming movie called Nasty Women, which is a female-centered remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Starring Rebel Wilson, Anne Hathaway, and Alex Sharp.
1: What was the name of the person?
0: Uh, Jack Schaefer.
1: Okay, yeah, I've never seen this movie.
0: Yeah, so at this point, the film is in very, very early development. It hasn't even been greenlit yet. Uh, but this is a step forward. People have been fucking clamoring for a goddamn Black Widow movie since Black Widow was introduced in fucking Iron Man 2. And this is kind of the and this is kind of the first real steps towards like actually making this happen.
1: Okay. The idea behind Timer is that you get a wrist implant that counts down to the day you will meet your soulmate. The main character has a blank timer, which means her soulmate is not equipped with one.
0: Sure, I fucking know. I whatever.
1: And apparently, she keeps dating and breaking up with guys because she forces them to install timers.
0: Wow, what a bitch! Yeah. Final piece of news. Uh so you know the critters? Yeah, they're getting a TV show. What? Yeah, Critters is getting a TV show.
1: Critters, as in the alien little ball monsters. Yep. They're getting a TV show. Yep. Okay. So the series is
0: going to be called Critters, A New Binge. Uh, And it is being adapted uh, for Verizon's Go90 network. In the official description, quote, The Critters return to Earth to search of one of their their kin, who was left behind years ago during an earlier mission. They land in Burbank, California, where they wreak havoc on a group of high schoolers and and their families. Yeah. The series is going to be directed and produced by Jordan Rubin, who made a movie called Zombievers.
1: Yeah, I've seen that advertised. I have too much self-respect to, uh, you know, watch it.
0: People apparently thought it was alright. Okay. Yes, he'll be, he'll be directing and producing that alongside, um, John and Al Kaplan who were also producers for fucking Zombievers. Uh, It'll also be... Uh, it'll also have uh, original franchise producers Robert... Rupert Harvey and Barry Opper returning to produce the fucking TV series. And the rest of this article feels like a goddamn advertisement for the Go90 fucking streaming platform.
1: That's probably because it probably is.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the... This article for Collider has a fucking thing next to it that says latest on Go90. I, I don't know. So yeah, the series is going to be starting production early this year. So stay tuned for that fucking hot shit uh fucking who the fuck cares what's coming out this week it's a bunch of fucking nothing it's January
1: yeah that's probably gonna be the um oh my brain just turned off that's gonna be how we feel for the rest of the month
0: yeah, it's goddamn January. Like, January
1: you know is catch up on the movies that you didn't watch last year month.
0: Like y'all fucking looking forward to that Paddington Bear sequel?
1: Apparently. Hand to God, one of my friends was like, oh yeah, I'll go see that. That looked, The first one was cute. I'm like, why are we friends? Yeah, like, look at that fucking release
0: over the next couple weeks. It looks like it's more fucking... There's way more like Oscar bait looking shit in this than I ever thought there would be. Because coming up this week, there's a Steven Spielberg movie starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks about the goddamn Washington Post and their first female publisher, who was the first female publisher of an American newspaper.
1: Yeah, that's Oscar bait.
0: That is the most Oscar bait goddamn shit I've ever heard of.
1: But you know what I would do if I ever became famous enough to actually, like, put out movies? I would only put out, like, my best movie in January.
0: (laughs) I would put out one good movie, then spend the rest of of my career literally shitting on celluloid.
1: (laughs) That's going to be very painful when you wipe. I'm not going to be wiping the celluloid. I'm going to
0: be wiping with paper. I'm going to, like, be squatting over celluloid and just fucking... And then saying, print that.
1: Well, I hope you don't strike a match when you're done, because that will explode.
0: I never strike a match. Those fuckers can fucking wallow in my shit. (laughs) And I shit nightmares.
1: (laughs) I'm actually envisioning, like, you getting off the toilet and just having, like, the horrible nightmare monsters from, like, any video game that has nightmare monsters trying to reach up from the toilet as you just close the lid and flush. (sighs) And by you, a skeleton. (laughs) A week
0: after I moved into where I'm currently living, my roommates had to go and buy air freshener for the bathroom. (laughs) It's not pretty. So that's gonna do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. First show of the year. We'll be back in two weeks time with more of this. I don't know. Tell then, I'm dead.
1: And I'm Caveman.
0: And I am sorry for the echo. I meant to talk, about cave- I meant to, talk to Caveman about that before we started the show. <laughs> See you guys next time.
1: Bye, everyone.